A Limitless Wrestling fans, another edition of the Limitless Wrestling Podcast coming to your ears wherever you get your podcast. John Alba and the czar of Limitless Wrestling, Randy Carver, here in the aftermath of the games we play. And boy, Randy, games were played. Yes, they were. Uh, a lot of games were played. A lot of fun. Uh, one of my favorite shows, I think, of the pandemic era that we've put out. So if you haven't checked this one out yet, go to independentwrestling.tv, sign up with the promo code LIMITLESS, and check this one out top to bottom. Uh, I think some very intense and fun wrestling action. But, uh, John, how are you today? I'm great, Randy. I'm sure you are. Why would you ever suggest that? Why do you say that so sarcastically? I mean, because I thought we had another show, no John Alba, and then all these strings are pulled, McDaniels shows up, and then we have to see John Alba just salivating over some video footage. Randy, Randy, my friend, my dearest friend of six years now. Can you believe you've been putting up with my mug for six years now? I can't, honestly, I cannot. Uh, it, it's a testament to me, I would say. <laughs> okay. You were an 18-year-old run when I met you. But anyway, let me tell you something. I've been sitting here on this podcast for, I don't know, years telling you that you should never count me out. And you counted me out. In fact, last week before the show, you pretty much laughed in my face when I promised you that we would make our presence felt on the games we play. And I don't think even you could have seen this one coming, because no one did. The Prestige and Mac Daniels joining together as a unit to embarrass the Team C stars, Delmi XO and Ashley Vox, in the kickoff match of this pay-per-view. Oh my goodness, what a moment in time. And Randy, I wasn't there. You're right, I wasn't there. And that's the point. I wasn't there. And still, look who stood tall. Yeah, I don't know how embarrassed the C-Stars are. I mean, they did walk out with a victory. I feel like they'd be more pissed off because not only did Channing and BRG, the poor sports that they are, no surprise they're aligning yourself with you, they jumped the C-Stars after the match. Post-match beatdown, Delmi XO clears the ring with a chair, and here comes your boy, Mac Daniels. Northern Lariat to the back, Delmi XO drops in a heap, and it's a disgusting display. It's... uh. It's one that I feel is not going to stand. I mean, we heard Mac Daniels on the road this week somewhat explaining his actions and already uh, on social media not sitting well with the C-Stars and those around them. So uh, I feel like uh, you guys are going to have some uh, debts to pay here coming up in Limitless Wrestling very soon. But I guess it accomplishes what you wanted, to getting these guys onto the Limitless cards. But it's not going to mean too much when they leave like chopped beef. Okay, right. You know what? You know how some people like put white noise on to help them sleep at night? You sure. know how people do that? I mean, Maybe those people. sounds of oceans or of dolphins swimming or cooing, whatever that what means. What do you Do you listen to dolphins no. cooing at night? Do you know night? what I listen to? I listen what? to Johnny Torres on loop screaming, that's Mac Daniels. <laughs> that's what I do. Because I was going to expect it was just going to be Mac's theme song. Because that was music to my ears, let me tell you. I'm sure. Oh my goodness, what a moment in time. Seriously, let's talk about the match itself. This was the kickoff match, the Sea stars versus the Prestige. 
back and forth action. I, I thought the Prestige had a great showing in this match, biasly and unbiasedly. I thought they looked I'm very sure. good in this. You can't deny. It. I thought Channing Thomas was incredible in this match. I think Channing's been getting better and better. I mean, he does put a lot of time into himself, into his work inside the ring. Uh, but Team C Stars, man, uh, they were on a little skid in Limitless Wrestling in the tag team division with some big opportunities. They were on a three-match skid, one of those losses to the main state posse, and that was one that they wanted bad. And now they're back on track with two straight victories, regardless of what happened at the conclusion or not. Team C Stars, two straight victories, one against the Prestige, one against the Scrunchy Squad, and we'll talk about them later. Uh you gotta you gotta say, John. It's it's impressive what they're doing right now, and it's impressive how they've turned it around. Because sometimes, as you know, it's very hard to build momentum in a place where there's so many talented athletes. I am one and zero in limitless wrestling. I don't know what you're talking about there, Randy. That is so <laughs> false. I first off, I was like Doctor Claw talking to that camera. How great was that? Dr. Claw. You don't even know who Dr. Claw is. That's past your time. Inspector Gadget. You have it no clue. It doesn't matter. I, I assume anyone who's a Dr. Claw fan is shaking their fucking head right now. <laughs> okay, sure. Oh, you know, I watched that segment back, and I just, it was universal praise. I saw the, the, the sheets were covering the show. They said, what an eloquent message put forth by the award-winning John Alba. And yeah, the fucking bed sheets. No, no sheets said that. Uh, no, all the websites who are covering this show, thanks to me doing all your media pushes, by the way, Randy Carver, getting that little extra shine and exposure for ourselves here because this is a unit that you do not want to mess with. They're very, very hungry, and I think they're quite formidable. Well, uh, I mean, the Prestige need to get a win under their belt to be uh, considered formidable, but... Uh, Mac Daniels, you know, he got a win recently. I won't take that away from him, but I mean, hey, we get we got to see this group really pay off. You, you've talked him up, you've talked up Mac Daniels so much on this show. We got to see it pay off, John. We really do. So maybe it's time for some real tough situations for these three well, now that they, they want to pull the shit. They just want the opportunity, Randy. And only, I guess they do. They're so hungry. Yeah. And only you and the committee can make that happen. So yeah. let's make it happen. Listen to the Sea Stars. Nothing personal. Nothing personal at all. Wrong place, what? wrong time. Ripper, I know Mac, you know, sent, sent you his best regards. Again, just looking out, nothing personal. We just had to do what we had to do. You seem very confident that your boy just said something to Rip Bison. Oh, yeah. Well, yeah. I mean, Rip Bison said to us that he was going to. That, that we had to watch our backs. And the only thing that I said was, the only thing that I'm concerned about with Rip Bison is his back hair, which he probably has a lot of. Smart thing to say. Right? Like, I feel like that's really the only thing that he brings to the table. Kind of okay. gnarly looking dude. Gnarly. All right, man. I like we'll Noah Garvin more you. anyway, so. Just saying. Anyway. Sure. We got to this main card here. Alec Price defeated Ken Broadway in one hell of an opener. Uh, I'm going to tell you this, and I say this honestly here. I've really been watching Alec Price very closely in the past six, seven months. I think this was one of his best performances ever, not just in Limitless, but like period. 
And wow. I, and I thought the impassioned words that he had after the match, I thought that was an all-time great independent pro wrestling pros soliloquy, wow. if you will. That's high praise. I, I mean it. I mean, the passion. He just wants his opportunity. Again, I empathize with these people. He wants his opportunity. And I thought after this match, he put himself knocking on that door more than he ever has. I, I wouldn't disagree. I think he's been knocking on the door for quite some time now. And it's got to be frustrating. The position that he was in, the Vacation Land Cup, uh, not a lot of people predicted him to beat Ace Romero to move to the finals. He did that. He gets to the finals. J.D. Drake, he's out of it. It's down to three. Alec Price is the closest he's ever been to becoming Limitless Wrestling World Champion, and it gets ripped away from him. And you heard the words. Two guys stood in front of me to get that Limitless Wrestling World Championship. One of those guys is gone. He's signed. The other one is still at the top. Red Death Daniel Garcia straight up calling him out. The bold from Alec Price because we've heard him talk about the championship a lot. And I don't believe he's ever formally called out the champion. And that was it, John. It was a big-time match, as you said. Ken Broadway looking better than ever. This turned into a scrap really quick. They went out to the floor. Broadway went into a door. Uh, we came back inside, and Alec Price just so lethal with those combinations. The grand prize, that front flip DDT. And check that one out. Watch this match all the way through because there's a replay after the match showing some other angles of that. It's crazy. Dude, Followed the, by the surprise the, kick to the back of the cranium. The Ugh. fluidity that this guy works with is incredible. He transitions move to move like few people I've ever seen. I agree. And it's just there's no uh, there's no like seconds to think in between. He's just moving at all times. He's got to be so tough to game plan for. And hey, Ken Broadway was close on numerous occasions to putting this one away, to getting him down for the count of three. And that, that would have been a hell of a victory for Ken, who I think we'll see back in Limitless very soon. But Alec Price opening contest, and he's sick of him. He said that too. Sick of being the guy, put with everybody else to have bangers, as he says. Uh, he wants to be in the main event title picture. He wants to be the guy here in Limitless Wrestling. And, man, he's proven it as of late. He's proven it as of late. Big victories have come down the pipeline for Alec Price. All right, well, here's your boy Ripper. Ripper takes down Robert Martyr uh, in the match after that. Yeah, I would just, John, if I was you, I'd sit back and watch this match again and just try to say to myself, yeah, I want my boy to wrestle Rip Bison <laughs> because I think that would I'm change very quickly. Uh, I, I, I didn't say I didn't sit here and challenge Rip Bison or anything like that. Well, geez, man, you're inciting him on social media. I'm not inciting. I'm speaking reality. Again, we're, Rip Bison and I bonded on social media last week. We were talking about Sammy Hagar. Well, I mean, you can talk about Sammy Hagar. That will delight him. But uh, I just think that you have uh, worn out your welcome with old Ripper. Hmm. Okay. Well, what do you think of him in this match here? I really enjoyed this one. Uh, it was very interesting to see what someone like Robert Marta would bring to the table with Rip because Rip is so unpredictable, so nasty in the ring, and he'll quickly take you out to the floor. But Marta really dissected him on the floor. Like It was interesting to see Marta kind of use his quickness, try to dodge and weave Ripper, and then try to strike where he could. Um, I, I 
I want to see more of Martyr and Limitless Wrestling, and I think the fans do too. I've gotten uh, awesome reactions to each match that he's had here thus far. And, man, there were numerous times in this contest, much like Broadway and the Price match, I think there was some doubt. It was a sense of doubt in the Rip Bison fans thinking that Ripper was going to lose this one because Martyr was taking him down, ripping away at the arm, who knew if he could hit the lariat, and then Ripper did. But uh, very impressive, a scrappy fight there from Robert Martyr. I think we'll be seeing more of him, but Rip Bison, who desperately needed a win to get back on track after a devastating loss to J.D. Drake. He got that victory here against Robert Martyr, despite the damage done to his arm. I saw a lot of people talking about this match. Ava Everett and Charles Mason defeated Becca and Davian. And Ava Everett, look, it's out there. We got to talk about it. Reported by Sean Ross Sapp of Fightful. Uh, she got a WWE tryout recently. And Yeah, that's what you said. And that's what Sean Ross Sapp reported. And uh, Sean's one of the most reputable guys out there. And how, how could anyone turn around turn away rather Ava Everett right now with what she's getting done, especially in limitless wrestling. I agree. Uh, I think Ava Everett has done wonders for herself over the past year, really kind of finding herself, finding her groove. And uh, she had to do so in this tag team matchup as well, because this was the first time she had ever teamed with the root of all evil, Charles Mason, one of your boys, of course. Um, and cut I was his, really he cut his luscious hair. Did you see that? What's that? He buzzed his luscious hair. Yeah, that's new. Um, what did you think of this team, John? It's an interesting pairing between these two. They're both crazy in different ways, so I think they meshed together in that sense. Charles Mason's sick, man. I mean, he is sick. And that he is. He really enjoyed being the only male in this match, beating up three or two other women and then working with another one. And um, He's a creepy dude and i've learned that firsthand but can't deny that they didn't make a good team i mean they certainly did i mean the first thing he did was reach for davy's throat so <laughs> that gives you an idea of uh what this dude is all about but ava everett charles mason first ever time teaming they're able to take down becca and davy and another miscommunication from the scrunchy squad and it puts him down once yeah, again what's and- going on with davy here I mean, seemingly, uh, we're probably not going to see these two tag much longer because uh, Davian was voicing her frustrations to Becca backstage. I'd be frustrated, and, too, if I was Davy. Well, I mean, it, it has been a frustrating run of it for her lately. I mean, it's been a bit of a skid. Uh, the tag team situation with Becca just not coming to fruition. I think they really threw themselves into the fire at first, going against the Sea Stars, who were itching for a victory. They got it. And now I think emotions really took over in this one where uh, the two of them couldn't get on the same page. Charles Mason was such a wild card to game plan for. And all the while, Ava Everett kind of getting out of Dodge for a moment, then striking when the time was right. And they just they're able to take it. They're able to catch the scrunchy squad off guard, confuse them. And they couldn't figure out who the legal person was. And it cost them in the end. So uh, it's got to be frustrating for Davey, who... I mean, we've talked about it on this podcast before. She was in title contention at this point last year, uh, coming off a, an amazing matchup with Anthony Green at the, on the pandemic at the Dojo Series. And now, I mean, it really feels like Davian has slipped here, has kind of stubbed her toe in her quest back to the top. And, I mean, we, we saw their uh, reactions post-match. I feel like 
we've got to see these two collide one more time, maybe a little Vacation Land Cup rematch on the horizon. Hmm. I mean, I've, I've put it out there before. I'm kind of curious with what's going on mentally with Davey right now. So, she's, she's an interesting case study. So, and especially she's got to feel a little bothered that someone as young as Becca has just kind of stormed onto the scene here and taken some spotlight. Like, that, that wouldn't sit well with me. I don't know. I don't like what you're trying to do here, John. What am, what am I trying to do? Now, you know exactly what you're trying to do. You, you know like who it is. Pot with everybody on the roster. You know who it is. Yeah. Kevin Blackwood defeated Matt Mikowski. This match ruled. Yes, it did. Uh, a lot of people speaking high praise of this one. Kevin Blackwood, I think this was his toughest challenge yet, and that's not a slight to anybody he's wrestled thus far. But what Matt Mikowski brings to the table, I think, is so difficult to game plan for. Uh, obviously, a former Bellator MMA fighter. He's got the quickness with his feet. He's got the quickness with his strikes. And he's got the anticipation that not a lot of people have. And with Kevin Blackwood also being a striker, being a kicker, uh, and he loves to frequent that, especially right now, that's, you know, it's got to be tough because Matt Mikowski, he was able to feel out a lot of what Kevin was throwing at him in the early moments. But uh, much like Alec Price, Kevin Blackwood right now has an impressive array of combinations that he's able to throw your way, and they're different every time. Catching Matt Mikowski here and uh, is figuring out a way. I mean, this has got to be pure game planning, figuring out a way to get out of that cross arm breaker to figure it out and to not only stack Mikowski up, but and I'm sure you enjoyed this, John. Dan Garcia reaching into the ring, grabbing hold of Kevin's arm. There was no way Mikowski could get the shoulders yeah, up there dude, and what's, kick out. What's going on with your champ here? What do you mean? What's going on with your champ? He's he's been cutting cutting corners lately. We don't look highly upon people who cut corners in pro wrestling matches. What is into you today? <coughs> You're just contradicting yourself at every corner. <coughs> Yeah. What's in the Daniel Garcia? I'm sure literally once this podcast is over, you're like, oh, Daniel Garcia is the smartest. He's the best. You'll put him over online because you love it deep down. But now you want to put on a little show for the podcast. Listeners. No, so, listen, Daniel uh, Garcia and I have right some personal, we have some, right personal we have some personal beef to squash still. I think he's an amazing performer, but it, what he did to me in Tampa doesn't just I, I like that he was willing to go to where he needed to go to. I did See, not like I did not like him putting his hands on my precious, precious baby girl. And okay. I listen, I can't say that I enjoyed how this result came to be either because Kevin Blackwood was in some deep waters. I think Matt Mikowski was going to be able to kick out right there, but with the extra leverage from Garcia reaching in, referee out of his vantage point, it was picture perfect from these two for Kevin Blackwood to get a victory. Was but. Greenleaf the ref for this? No, it was referee Nate Speckman. What is going actually. on with Speckman lately? You were going to say that regardless of who is refereeing this contest. Well, no, no. I wouldn't question it happening with Greenleaf. I expect it to happen with Greenleaf. Speckman, this is two in a row. What's going on here, bro? I mean, there's only so much you can account for sometimes. I mean, he, he was in the correct position. I mean, you can go back and watch the film. Uh, he was in the correct position that you want a referee to be in right by the shoulders to see if Mikowski was going to get it up. And at the last second, Garcia reaching in, locking hands with Kevin Blackwood, 
and there was just nothing Mikowski could do. So two tough losses to start off Mikowski's limitless tenure. Certainly not how he wanted to do it, but definitely two matches that I would suggest checking out. I'd be a very good special guest referee, wouldn't you think so? Ref what for your boys on match? Well, just in general. I think I would be a very good, impartial, unbiased referee. I don't agree. I just don't agree. I, I think that I think it'd be a lot of fun. Like uh, I don't know, maybe we get Ripper involved in this matchup. Mm, maybe you referee a Rip Bison match. I don't know, but what's what's your ideal? If you could pick a dream match, not including your boys, what's John Alba refereeing? Randy Carver versus a 3 a.m. egg salad sandwich from Cumbies. Oh, you'll get to see that live and in person. No referee needed, bro. That sandwich is putting me over. You know, one day, Randy, in a limitless wrestling ring, it's going to be you and me. Sure. One day it's going to happen. Okay. Anyway, Team Alba versus Team Carver is a big money main event. Just saying. Yeah. Maybe so. Just saying. Another banger, Lee Moriarty versus Travis Huckabee. Lee Moriarty pissed off after what happened to him at the last show, uh, and he was unbelievably intense in this match. But Travis Huckabee was there to to meet him. The Golden Grappler was great as well. Um, I did not at all enjoy Love Doug beating Travis Huckabee on the road this past week, Uh, getting a smooch on him. What the hell is going on there? Hey, uh, it's a it's a victory via big wet one. Um, Can you promise man, me that Mac Daniels never has to face Love Doug again? I cannot promise that. I cannot promise that at all. But um, yeah, it's been a tough couple weeks for Travis Huckabee. A little bit of a skid here, following a major victory against Matt Mikowski at Suffer No Fools. That earned him this matchup against the former independent wrestling champion and. Uh, just could not get the job done. Lee Moriarty is a world-class competitor. Uh, there's just he, He's got a reversal for just about anything you could throw that's at him. his first limitless ring, uh, win here. Yeah, and that's, that's crazy to think about because Lee is someone going into this match, I think we said it on commentary, should have come into this match realistically as the Limitless Wrestling World Champion. I mean, this would probably have been a shot for Travis Huckabee at the gold, to be honest, with, with this match being set up, but... Obviously, it did not work out that way. Lee Moriarty came into this one pissed off, looking for his first victory, and he found it. Uh, nothing for Travis Huckabee to hang his head at, but I'm sure that uh, not only frustrated losing out at an opportunity like this, but then you parlay that into the Love Doug loss. That's tough. That's going to be tough to deal with for Travis, who had really built himself up, uh, and, and especially with that win against Matt Mikowski, really kind of put himself back on the map in Limitless Wrestling as a singles threat. And now two straight losses, not going to sit well. MSP versus the main event. I saw a ton of people on Twitter clamoring for more main event in Limitless Wrestling after this match. I did too. Uh, One hell of a way to make your debut. And this is a team that MSP in particular had been talking about and asking about in Limitless Wrestling for a while. They wanted him involved, and this was the time to pull the trigger. And what better team for them to start with than the team that really got them here based on word of mouth, that's the mainstay posse. And Danger Kid Nagro, I mean, we heard it in December. 
they are the ones who've been clamoring for more teams, new teams, building this tag division to a point where we can bring in tag team championships. That's what they really want at the end of the day. And they continue to prove that they're at the, they're at the front of this movement. They're at the head of it. Uh, they got the victory here against the main event. But, man, I was blown away by Jay Lyon and ringleader Midas Black. Uh, the tag team combinations they were throwing at the Main State Posse, some stuff that I've legitimately never seen before. These two, they're so athletic. Um, and just it, it really just came from one tag team combo mistake that MSP was able to capitalize because really the main event, I would say 75 to 80% of this match, they had MSP reeling or on their toes or just not really feeling comfortable like a normal MSP match could be. So uh, props to the main event. I think they made one hell of an impact in their Limitless Wrestling debut, not only with the, uh, the wrestlers in the locker room, but with the fans. I mean, you said it. We saw it on Twitter, saw it on Facebook, all social medias. People wanted to see the main event back in Limitless Wrestling, and I think you're going to see that very soon. But another victory for MSP, another important one in their quest to the top. Well, it wasn't the last we'd see of MSP, Randy. Because there's some chatter going on throughout the wrestling circles about MSP. Because following them up, was Daniel Garcia and J.D. Drake for the Limitless Wrestling Championship. I feel like after every show that we've been doing here since the pandemic started, these pay-per-views, we sit here and we say, all-time classic Limitless main event. I think this might have been the best match in Limitless history. You're... uh... You're not alone with those thoughts because as soon as we got done filming this one, Harry Aaron, who has seen just about every match, (laughs) I'd say probably 95% of the matches that we've ever done, maybe more, um, came up to me and said, I think that's the best match we've ever done. Um, And I think that was the general feel with a lot of people that night. It was just. Uh, felt like it was on another level start to finish. Daniel Garcia and J.D. Drake, uh, much like uh, a lot of wrestlers, honestly, on this card, world-class competitors, amazing independent wrestlers. And Daniel Garcia, it was, it was such a process, this match was, because he was trying to really not get hit with the big ones, so to speak, from J.D. Drake early. He was trying to maintain. He was trying to work his way around J.D. Drake, and it's just so tough to do because J.D. Drake, just on another level, uh, everything that you wouldn't expect someone like him to do, he does to perfection. And how do you game plan for something like that? Daniel Garcia tried very hard, and it it took a lot of – it took hijinks. It took uh, dodging and weaving for uh, almost the entirety of the match and just really picking your spots wisely because J.D. Drake can make you pay so quickly. But, man, just some incredible moments in this matchup, a joy to call on commentary – uh, this one, uh, even like it's tough sometimes when you're in these taping scenarios that we've been in, these closed tapings, to really feel that energy. And uh, I've started with the student shows that we're doing. Uh, we had about 80 people at the last student show, and there are a few matches where you kind of feel that energy coming back. Uh, the blood starts pumping. You know, you just you get the energy from the people in the room. And that was one of those matches where, You could just sit back and just feel the energy that those wrestlers were putting off. And 
it was incredible, an incredible thing to be a part of, an incredible thing to watch back. And uh, I think a lot of people have taken the time to check that one out. I've seen a lot of tweets, even today, uh, of just people who are now checking out the matchup and are blown away by it. But Daniel Garcia continuing to find a way. J.D. Drake would not respond at the end of the match. And Daniel Garcia walks away as the Limitless Wrestling World Champion once again. What can other pro wrestlers take away from this match? Well, um, if you're given the opportunity, the time to really make something out of a match, I think this is what you get. I mean, Daniel Garcia and J.D. Drake, you can tell every movement meant something from both wrestlers. And I think that's something that's lost a lot today is that uh, there's a lot of shit that just, you know, does not matter. And Daniel Garcia and J.D. Drake with every movement, everything they do, uh, everything mattered in that matchup. The richest prize in Limitless Wrestling was on the line. And I think that's exactly what a main event should be. So uh, definitely uh, wrestlers, Limitless Wrestling fans alike, this is a matchup you need to add to your must-watch list if you haven't seen it yet. Uh, you can sign up for IWTV. It's $10 a month, promo code LIMITLESS. And really, I would say the entirety of Daniel Garcia's run is worth your time, worth a watch. At, same with J.D. Drake, because these are two guys, I feel like they were on a collision course since the Vacation Land Cup to eventually end up in a match together one-on-one because it had never happened, only in multi-man action. And, man, I, I think this uh, timing kind of works out sometimes. And uh, you get two wrestlers who are at their peak wrestling one another. J.D. Drake, I think, is doing the best stuff he's ever done right now in the best condition he's been in, in-ring cardio-wise. And Daniel Garcia is right there as well. So uh, this one just felt right. Certainly did. So what's, uh, what's going on here? Where are we getting all this brouhaha? The what, John? Brouhaha. Just go look it up. It's in a dictionary. Yeah. Anyway, what's going on here? Because we got some chatter with MSP and the Buffalo Boys here. What's the deal? Well, I think that's a uh, that's a lot of stuff we could probably answer next week on the podcast. But um, obviously, there's a lot of people looking down the barrel at Daniel Garcia right now, Limitless Wrestling World Champion, and I think a lot of people are unhappy with the hijinks between him and Kevin Blackwood last show. Um, A lot of people want to make their way to the top. A lot of people want a shot to prove themselves against the man at the top of the mountain. But we got to figure out what we're doing with Limitless Wrestling next. There was an update in the uh, main capacity rules recently, the mandates. And we're going to kind of take a step back, I think, for the next week and look at what comes next for Limitless Wrestling. And I think uh, there will be an announcement within the next week of what our plan is next on IWTV. But um, I did also want to just let people know that we are looking into the possibility of getting some events underway this summer in person. Uh, We have to, I've got a ton of messages about it, but we got to work out a lot of logistics. But uh, we have some IWTV obligations coming up as well. And uh, I think we're going to look into some kind of event getting underway at some point soon. We have to do it safely. We have to be smart about everything. But uh, now uh, we actually do have some flexibility to make something happen. So uh, it's tough to answer that question about where we're going, John, because there's a lot of different avenues we could take next. But uh, I do think that 
very soon you're going to see another show just like this pay-per-view that we had on IWTV recently. But you're telling me that we are borderline that that it's imminent that we are going to be seeing an in-person limitless show in the not so distant future. I would say yeah, I think that the uh the change is really what makes it uh able to come to fruition because uh, when you're limited with a capacity, uh, when you have such a, you know, uh, we have a decent sized crew, including the wrestlers who come into these events. So, uh, when we got to play it by the book, of course, uh, you got to do it right. And, uh, we just could not do a proper limitless show, uh, in my opinion, with where the, uh, the capacity mandates were at. So I think we're going to have this more, the more flexibility we have, obviously, the mask mandate is going to be something that sticks into place regardless. Uh, that's a main mandate right now, unless something changes, of course. We're, go- we're going by the book of what Maine says to do. But uh, we've really got a lot of good experience with these student shows we've been doing in Brewer to kind of figure out how uh, seating groupings will go, how distancing will go, and uh, how people will kind of react to what we have to put in place for these events. And we've had zero issues thus far. And it's really gone well. So I think in a bigger, larger venue like the Yarmouth Amvets Hall or maybe something different as well, um, we'll be able to make something work here within the next couple months. And, you know, doing your part and getting vaccinated certainly helps get these shows back even quicker and making that happen. So if you can do your part and you feel comfortable doing it, we encourage you to do so. Does this just mean, is this your excuse? You just want to give me a big old hug and kiss, don't you? I cannot say that's near the top of my list. I would rather uh, get to experience another show with fans who have waited such a long time to have this back. But you can think what you'd like. I had several Limitless fans commenting on my post that I put up on Thursday saying that they wanted to give me a big old hug. Your boy, Dennis. Let me tell oh, you I'm something. sure Dennis would love to give you a big old hug. Dennis is the last probably. person that I want to hug, especially coming out of a <laughs> oh, pandemic. come on. Okay. <laughs> Especially coming out of a pandemic. Paul Dowling is number two on that list. Christ. So, just, I don't care. They know. They know who it is. It's whatever. Yeah. Next episode, Randy, we got a treat for people, don't we? That we do. Um, I I think a lot of people have seen this because there's been a lot of books flying out. But um, Mike Labby. Uh, a limitless super fan, a main wrestling historian, the host of Maine's Pro Wrestling History, if you've seen it on the road or social medias. He put a book together that is 400-plus pages. It's available Insanity. right now on Amazon. What's that? Insanity. It is. It's uh, Limitless Wrestling the first five years, and it's literally uh, from start to finish, every show in between, looking at the history, looking at the results, the records, uh, maybe some untold factoids of Limitless Wrestling. There's everything in there. Uh, I did a couple interviews with Labby ahead of it. He talked with uh, a slew of wrestlers who he profiled for this thing. There's profiles on every single wrestler who's had a match in Limitless Wrestling. <clears throat> and John Alba. A page and a half? That's uh, a little excessive. I'm just me. Yeah, a little excessive. I agree. Get out of here. Um, just, man, it's, uh, have you been able to see a copy at all? 
I've been able to see my pages. I still have to get my hands on this. See, normally what we do, Randy, in the industry is when we are talking about books, we do press screenings, and someone like me would be given a copy, and then I would be able to promote said thing. But typical you, you're about 14 years behind the the cradle here, and uh, I have not gotten anything. I'm waiting. It's not even my book! Uh, You are the owner and promoter of Limitless Wrestling. I think you could help facilitate this. No, I probably could. (laughs) Um, but, uh, yeah, Michael Labby put these available on Amazon last week. They've been flying out. It actually flew up to, uh, number three best in the best sellers list for the wrestling category on Amazon. So, um, it was just, it was flying in the, in the first few days. And these are also going to be available. A lot of people have asked who are, uh, attending the student shows. These will be available in person. Uh, Mike Labby, I believe he's going to bring about 15 to 20 to the next student showcase on May 28th. Uh, I did also want to mention uh, a little sidebar for those looking to attend a show coming up. We do have the next student showcase coming up May 28th, Brewer, Maine. We're able to release another 20 tickets with the update to the mandate. So uh, jump on those quickly, because as I checked to put more on sale, we had two tickets remaining total. So. Uh, if you want to get your tickets to that, Ring of Honor's Brian Malonis will be there. Ace Romero going one-on-one with the Belfast Bulldog, Dave Dyer. Uh, MSP will be in the house. Your boy, Mac Daniels. Jesse yeah, Dolan. He uh, yes, he will. Alec Price, uh, among others. So check that one out. But Michael Labby will be there. He'll have books on hand. Uh, if you'd like to get a color copy as well, that's available on Amazon, too. And I've got to read through this a couple different times Um just looking at uh, if there's any edits. I got a, I got a pre, uh, uh, pre-release issue of it as well, and I'm going to get myself a colored copy, I think, as well, coming up soon. And just an incredible read. It's incredible the work that he put into this thing, uh, talking with so many different wrestlers to get uh, updated profiles on them. There's pictures in here from just about every single photographer that's been in Limitless Wrestling as well. There's some fan shots. There's some fan reviews on there as well of the shows. Just a lot of cool stuff. It's for for any fan of Limitless Wrestling. Uh, it's a must-have because it really is uh, kind of like a Limitless Wrestling encyclopedia of the first five years, and it's it's awesome to read. If that's the case, if it's encyclopedia, why isn't Alba first? A Alba? I don't know. Your name is John, bro. Yeah, you go by last name, bro. Okay. You ever read? I think no, you don't read. No, I send you I right. send you messages and wait four days to, for a return, and I get a yeah, ha ha. In return. That's bullshit. That's <laughs> bullshit. You know it. Oh, I dug a little deep there, huh? <laughs> you, got, you got a little a little defensive there. Oh boy. Well, that will be on the next episode of the Limitless Wrestling Podcast. So we look forward to chatting with him about that book, and it should be a lot of fun. Uh, that's some big news you dropped there, Randy. Some big news you dropped about live shows, and I think that's going to excite a lot of people when they hear that. So we'll see uh, what happens. And Yeah, I mean, uh, I, I've just had a lot of messages about it over the past few days, and I did just want to let people know that you know the wheels are in motion, obviously. As soon as we do have something confirmed, I think everyone else will know as well. But, um, you know, we're, we're taking it day by day, uh, reaching out to our usual contacts and just making sure – Kind of just making sure that uh, we know all the hoops that we have to jump through to do this uh, without a problem. Because uh, the worst thing that I would want to ever happen is to do something that would 
uh, cost a venue, uh, get them in trouble or get an event shut down because it doesn't meet uh, certain protocols or certain mandates. So we're just making sure that we're uh, 100% on everything moving forward and really trying to make something happen. But I think uh, something this summer, uh, even with a limited capacity, if that's what needs to happen, but uh, I think it's going to happen and I'm excited for it. How about that? How about that? Should be a lot of fun. That does it for us here on the Limitless Wrestling Podcast. We'll see you next time.